Family from the Heart podcast episode number 237. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. This, my friends, is where you get a behind-the-scenes look into what's going on in the la- in the lives, if I can speak. <laughs> I think you tried to say latest in lives at the same time. It's the latest in the lives of what's going on behind the scenes with the Ravenscraft family. Anyway, Fun things stuff. are crazy over here today. I know. Um, I tried to send this really witty treat tweet. Tweet? You want to send a treat? It, it, it was a treat in a tweet, but um, <laughs> we can't speak today. Tweet bot on my phone has been acting kind of buggy, so it didn't get to go. But I said that it was a content creating morning. Uh, yes, absolutely. Plenty of things happening today. If we had nothing to talk about prepared for this episode. God prepared this morning. It, well, <laughs> things came up today that certainly give us many things to talk about. I guess yeah. we're going to start with the bloody nose. So we'll start with the bloody nose. Well, um, I was, I got up this morning, um, got Megan and Matt to school, came back getting McKenna ready. She's, you know, having a difficult time. What am I going to wear? She was just being um, difficult <laughs> And uh, so you come into the foyer and you you are like, you got to go get Megan right now. She's got a bloody nose. They can't get it to stop. And um, and I find that's my not what I said. That That's pretty close to what you said. No. And you said it in that panicked. I said, hey, Megan or Stephanie, the school just called and said that Megan has a bloody nose. That might have been what you rehearsed from your chair to the foyer. <laughs> but that's. That's not what they, I heard. Okay. That's not what I heard. All right. Um, maybe I'm starting to listen like you do, and I only listen for the important things. Mm-hmm. I heard Stephanie, bloody nose, Megan, can't make it stop. You got to go get her right now. Okay. That's what, and and you get this, you get this kind of tone, which is half panicked, half, I can't believe they bothered me. I'm working. <laughs> and so, um, anyway... I'm still in my pajamas in my bathrobe because I have every intention on going back to bed when I get McKenna to school. It's been my intention since I woke up at 530 to get the first two ready. And um, so I decide to throw on some workout clothes. I go up to the school. I'm thinking, okay, bloody nose. Can't get it to stop. I, I understand, but it's a bloody nose. So I go in. There are... Um, They had one of the ladies from the office come in to help her, plus the lady that was working in the clinic. And then the two um, custodians are standing there waiting for her, basically waiting for her nose to stop bleeding so they can clean um, because there's very strict rules about blood. Um, And Megan, I can't see her yet because she's in the bathroom and the bathroom door is closed. She's in the bathroom of the clinic. Okay, I'm still thinking bloody nose, right? Mm-hmm. I opened the door. The whole bathroom is covered in blood. I'm not kidding. It, the sink, her face, her clothes, it's running down to her elbows. The toilet is full of tissues with, with blood on. I'm thinking I'd be freaking out too. Mm-hmm. And I even told the ladies, I'm so glad that you had to deal with this because I don't do well with blood. It was everywhere. So... um the 
very nice lady that I really like from the office um, had been helping her and just trying to calm her down. And she said, um, I'm getting her some warm um, paper towels because I think if she can just wipe the dry blood off, like she'd stop panicking if she could just wipe some stuff, you know, um, clean herself up a little bit. So I start wiping off Megan's face and her her chest. And, um, and we... Once we can clear away what was there, we find out that it's starting to, you know, it's starting to stop and um, and we get her calmed down and I bring her home. So I, I get her home and get her laid down. And then um, and I lay down with her because I told her, I said, I love you. And I understand, you, you know, this is going. I'm still going back to bed. <laughs> Like, that's still my intention. You're not ruining my morning of going back to bed. So she was in bed with me. And I'm not kidding. We weren't there for seven minutes before my phone rang. Mom, I don't feel good. Yeah. So basically what happened is Matthew heard about his sister coming home and uh, probably heard about the bloody nose and everything. I think that... um. I think that Megan's friend who took her to the um, clinic had told him about um, about her bloody nose and that she went home. Now, here's the thing. So I went and got him. Mm-hmm. That's fine. He said he felt like he was going to throw up and his stomach didn't feel good. I'm, that's fine. I went and got him. I brought him home. Our kids have been moving in a nonstop pattern for more than two weeks now. Right. I mean, they're exhausted and they really... Their bodies are telling them, even if Matthew's taking clues from his sister's body, (laughs) they really cannot go anymore right now. And so they're both in bed right now. Megan's sleeping. Matthew's not asleep, but I put put a dark blanket because his bedroom is in the front of the house where the sun is shining right now, while Megan is in our room because I didn't want to have to come up and down the stairs all day. So she is in our bed. But our room's in the back of the house, so it's darker back there, which is funny because there's just a hallway. But anyway, it's darker in our room. So I put a blanket over top of Matthew's window to block out some of the sun so that he could lay in there and rest. And um, and I'm just like, okay, now I want to rest. Now I want to lay down and take a nap because I'm tired. We have been moving nonstop for far too long. Mm-hmm. And I am so looking forward to... Um, I think next Thursday and Friday, next Thursday, other than, um, okay, so yeah, there's still something on our calendar every day next week, but um, the kids get out of school on Tuesday's their last day. So, you know, we're going to have a Wednesday will be time with friends and having a, so things will start to move slower and I'm really looking forward to that. There's still things to be done. There's still places to go and you know, um, things to do, but it'll be moving slower, if that makes any sense. Right. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing with Matthew is I, I came into his room because I didn't know that he was here. I came up and said, hey, are you ready to go to lunch? And I said, you said, yeah. And I said, is Megan coming? He, she, uh, I said, no, I already fed both of them. <laughs> yeah, I already fed both of them. I'm like, both of who? And uh, then that's when I found out Matthew was here. And so I go into his room and I said, Matt, you're here too, huh? And he goes, yeah. And he's talking all, you know, like he's. Well, he is tired. I mean, I know that. And I sit there and it's like, oh, I I sit there. I said, okay. He goes, 
Yeah, you, you have no idea, idea how early they get me. Do you? Or he says, "Do you know how early they make me get up to go to school every day?" I, and I'm like, "Oh wait, I thought you had a you were sick." So, uh, but yeah, for me, I don't. It, I don't care. You know, our kids are. I was trying great to get school. them to wait until tomorrow and then to take tomorrow off and have a three day weekend, but um, but their body said today was okay. the day, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. My kids have good grades. Um, up until today, they have perfect attendance. Um, I'm really not. Yeah, not I'm really not deal. concerned about it. And so I go into the. I walk into the office now. I went in to pick up Megan. After I took McKenna to school, I went back because Megan had left some things in her locker, like her lunch and food would be nasty if it had to stay there overnight. Um, so I went in and I said, can I, can I get these things out of Megan's locker? And then um, I went back to pick up Matthew. And so when I walked to the counter to sign Matthew out, and I said, well, the good news is I don't have any more kids that go to this school. <laughs> so I won't be back. But the bad news is I am the emergency contact for someone. So, you know, if he decides to get sick and can't get a hold of his mom, I might be back. But nice. now I'm like, I, I've already got all my kids that go here. We're good. Yeah. Well, uh. keeping things on on kind of a medical note, craziness stuff happening in the Ravenscraft household, of course, I think I shared last, was it last week yeah. I shared the dental nightmare yes. that's happened and stuff? Well, um, I went back in and talked with the the dentist uh, who actually owns the practice and uh, he asked if I would come in. He wanted to apologize about, you know, the miscommunication, the misunderstanding that would happen there. And um, the good news is that I am scheduled to go back in for two more visits and I will ultimately end up getting what I originally thought I was going in for. And it turns out that because um, what had happened was at, he had gotten word of what I was consulted by his assist, one of his assistants um, when I left there. She's like, you know, it could be a good thing because, you, you know, really now you could actually just get an implant and you don't have to worry about this and that and this. And he's like, listen, you know, you these implants, it doesn't always work out. You know, bottom ones I'm not as concerned about, but the top teeth, you know, that that's a little bit uh, iffy. It doesn't always work. Then they sometimes they'll tell you you need to do a surgery to raise your sinus, and then you know the bone might not take. I mean, there, there's just so much. And he's like, "There's nothing wrong with having a bridge," and it's like it's not like anyway. He he felt like. You know, this is what I would recommend. And and that's what he came to tell me. He said, listen, I'm not going to charge you for the other stuff that happened. Um, uh, and one of the things I asked, I said, you know, the, when I came in here for this, I just came in for this one tooth or these this tooth in situation. And um, I said, I, I, I want to, if I'm going to come in, I want you to go ahead and do x-rays of my entire mouth. I want to know everything that could possibly be wrong. I want to know the worst case scenario. And um, so he does that and turns out that I don't have any cavities right now at all. And he's going to, I'm going to go in, I think on two dates in January yeah. after live 17th show. 17th and 31st. Yeah, 17th and 31st. They're both Thursdays. They'll be at the afternoons after live show Thursdays all done. I'll have a podcasting A to Z course that's going on at that time. But, you know, it's live show Thursday anyway. So I'll probably have to come back and answer questions. Right. And post shows to the site. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go back two more times 
And finally, I think my tooth issues will be resolved. Very cool. Um, yeah. Not, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, it'll be good to have that, to have it completed and to have it done. And it will be. One thing that I think you and I really need to do is go to the dentist regularly. Yeah. It's something that, that um, well, neither one of us do very well. Well, we're going to look into getting family plan right. for the insur- for dental insurance. It's something that I've avoided because the cost was like, it, it seemed that the cost of the insurance was no more than or was no less than actually what it would be if you went to the dentist every six months to get a cleaning. Right. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, that is, a, that is what it costs. And at least if you're going every six months, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's there to help pay for things when there's more involved. So. Right. And, yeah. and I do take the kids every six months. I really am um, trying to... Yeah, I know that they get been, them in the habit so that when they're adults, they continue with that habit. Yeah. Anyway, yes. so Matthew that, lost two more teeth this week. Yep. But those were expected to be lost. They're right. No, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, no, Matthew lost two more teeth this week. Yep. It, he's 11. It's sad. And like his voice cracks sometimes when he talks and <laughs> he's taller. Like every morning that I give him a hug, he's grown in the night and, um, and he lost two baby teeth this week. It's a big deal to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal 11 years old. He's oh. growing up. I know. So tell me, do I know anything about the Walmart lady? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Now, I've done something that I normally swear against. Oh. And that's going to Walmart. In December. Okay. Okay. Not a big fan of going to Walmart in December, but sometimes things are just cheaper there. Okay. And um, so I had to run there. I don't even chapstick. Where's the chapstick? Oh, don't start. (laughs) Our seven-year-old's lips are so chapped and swollen and it's just bad. So I um, have been looking for the kind of chapstick that I know works and Kroger was out so I had to go to Walmart and I hope the people from Kroger are listening to me. You were out of what I had and I had to go to Walmart oh, when I needed. You were out of what I needed and I had to go to Walmart. It's all Kroger's fault. Um, anyway, so I'm checking out in the garden center. Um, it's easier to park my car back there. There's, you know, not as many people. I don't know if people really know this about me, but I don't like crowds. Crowds really... Um, they don't make my nicest side come out. <laughs> just and so I'm checking out in the um in the garden center and the lady in front of me has quite a few items and then has this little cute little decoration tree sitting in her cart that she tells the cashier about, okay? And um uh, anyway, hold on. You know how they ha- they have like a greeter at every door in every Walmart, right? Yes. And so even in the garden center there's a lady there at the door or sometimes a man but they're in this in my case it was a lady Mm -hmm. so there's someone at the door um there as you exit the garden center yeah well um the customer in front of me um got all of her stuff ring up and then the cashier who was a young man um forgot to ring up her little decorative tree okay right so puts all of her bags in the cart and then rings the tree she pays and she walks out the door she left one of her bags 
Oh, okay. Okay. So he's started to ring my stuff up and then notices that she left a bag. And so he looks at the lady at the door and he's like, she left this bag. Can you? And she doesn't do anything. So he grabs the bag. He runs outside in the freezing cold with his, you know, bare arms and the T-shirt flag catches her and and gives her her bag. While he's outside, the lady at the door comes over to me and says, can you believe he just looked at me like it was my job to run after her? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I looked at her and I'm like, well, we kind of all do have to do our part now, don't we? Did you say that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's kind of what they're paying you for, psycho. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. So Wow. Fully I disengaged am, filter. <laughs> I am really trying hard not to have to go to Walmart again in December. It's not going to be pretty if I do. I just can you believe he looked at me like that was my job? <laughs> what is your job? Could you please tell me? Is it to bad talk your fellow employees? I'm just, Oh my coworkers, gosh. that would be the right word. Oh my goodness, I was That's hilarious. Was, she just walked back to her little space and stood there. <laughs> What's she going to say to me now? <laughs> Oh, oh, it was funny, but I was very kind to him <laughs> when he came back. I so bet I was. He he did nothing wrong. He was just yeah. I mean, the lady left her stuff and yeah. and he chased her down and the, and he comes back and he's like, "Oh, it's colder out there than I thought it was." It was yeah, but very sweet kid and that lady was just um yeah yeah. I was not the right person to complain to apparently. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we all kind of have to do our part, don't we? <laughs> You like that one? <laughs> Which you failed miserably uh, at today. <laughs> and let me continue to tell you why. No, I didn't. No, that's no. that's good stuff. But babe. yeah, I thought you'd like that story. I did. I'm glad you <laughs> saved that one for the episode. I did. I've been holding on to that one for like three days. I was like the Walmart lady. <laughs> Stephanie's like, sent me an email. Add the Walmart lady to the <laughs> list. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes. I like that. Thank that was, you. That was, a good, that was a good story. What Some is, stories are worth uh, saving. Yes, they yeah. are. Hey, speaking of ladies at stores and getting giggles, uh, I there we were at the dollar store the other day, and uh, we got a good chuckle from a lady who was standing in line in front of us at the dollar store because she thought it was funny that our kids have dwarf names. We gave our kids their own dwarf names. Yes. We did. We have Needy, Techie, and Picky. <laughs> Needy, Techie, and Picky. In that order. Yep. Our yes. oldest daughter is needy. She is the neediest one. She is the, she is the, if she is in this house, um, mommy entertain me, mommy come sit with me, mommy snuggle me, mommy fix my hair, mommy will you put on my mascara, mommy will you do the, she is our neediest child. And when she's not here, she's on the phone she's calling, calling for me. school. Mommy, bring me some Tylenol. Mommy, I forgot my whatever. Um, she is our neediest child. Yep. And of course, Matthew, uh, which again, another mention of Matthew. We do have yes. a third child. Which is so funny because we just spent some time um, working on a financial plan mm -hmm. with, with a um, friend of ours. And um, he's like, you have two kids, right? <laughs> nope. We got, we got three. We got three. <laughs> Don't forget about that boy. Don't forget about techie. That's right. So that <laughs> which explains itself. Yeah. He's the he's, techie. He is. And then we have Picky, who Picky. can't decide what she's going to wear in the morning or what she's going to eat for lunch. Or, And in the case of being at the dollar store, 
the other day, she was the last one to pick out what kind of snacks she wanted from the candy aisle. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that lady thought it was pretty funny that we gave our kids dwarf names. Yeah, because the kids were all running around and I, I, I sit there. Uh, where I, I guess we were looking for Matthew and McKenna and I said, hey, do you know where um, Techie and Picky are? <laughs> nope, but they'll no, show up. No, but I've got Needy over here. <laughs> <laughs> right next to me right next to you she yeah. was probably holding my hand uh, yes. i think she might hold my hand more than mckenna does right well no. speaking of dwarves speaking of dwarves speaking of dwarves i've got a little audio clip here <laughs> little dwarf chant happening in the background the sound is from the official motion picture soundtrack of The Hobbit Part 1 An Unexpected Journey Far over the misty mountains cold Two dungeons deep and caverns old Isn't that awesome? I do like that Stephanie and I, if you haven't heard already, the pines were went to the press screening of The Hobbit last night, and I absolutely loved it. Yes, you did. What did you think, Steph? I'm afraid to say what I thought. Okay, well, hold on. We'll do this, and then we'll talk about it. Like torches blazed with light. Actually, the soundtrack doesn't do that, what you just heard. And that's with, right. That's a cliff edit. Yes. I made I made the track that you're don't, listening to. Don't go by the soundtrack thinking you're gonna hear it exactly the way he's playing it. Yeah, because you won't. You won't. But, I, but this is exactly how they did it in the uh, trailer. The trailer. Although there is a space between them stopping the song, the actual chant version of the, Before the, of the song, and and the actual the the music coming in. Uh, there's two lines that they play from the movie that are really good too. Anyway, so so I do want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll share some of my thoughts on it. Um, it was visually stunning. Okay. It it truly was It um, lived up to the what you liked about the Lord of the Rings. It was yes, it was absolutely gorgeous. Um I was bored. Yeah. It took a very long time to introduce the story. Mhm. Um first off, it's 3 hours long. Is it was it 3 hours? It's 2 hours and 50 minutes. Sweet. It's 3 hours long. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, and two hours and 39 minutes of that are setting up. For <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, um, I I was bored in the beginning. I, it totally makes sense that you would be bored in the beginning. Um, I didn't read the book. Now, I am a fan of the Lord of the Rings, but I'm not a fanatic. 
You're a I'm, fan of the movies like uh, I yeah, am. Yeah, I'm not, um, you know, one of the ladies that were wearing elf ears to each his own. Yeah, that, I um, would never do that, I don't think. But, um, excuse me. But I just found some parts to move very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, you could definitely tell the parts of the story that they wanted to drag out and the parts of the story that they were like, well, let's put it in there, but let's hurry it through. Um, I just, I don't know. I, now, see, but I, there were things that I did like. Okay. I, I did. Tell um, me what you did like. I liked the um, progression of the relationship between um, Bilbo and the dwarves. Bilbo and and the king of the dwarves. Thor. Uh, yes. Or, or um, Thorin. Thorin. And I think that that is going to be important. Not only, not only is their relationship important in this movie, but I think that it will carry on. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Um, I did. There's a there was a scene very early where um, I was bored, and then the dwarves did something that was entertaining to watch um i like the dwarves i love um thorin i thought it was fantastic but um or that character is fantastic i really like him um wanting to live up to something and wanting to get back what is yours and being willing to sacrifice anything to do that i just there, there's an honor in that mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah okay and um and so I really I really like that but um but there were just parts of it that just moved so slow. See, I I don't realize I, I didn't feel like anything at all moved slow. I thought that it's, it was like all pretty f- fast. But the thing is, is I'm at the place now where I've studied enough of it to know, you know, some of the backstory, and it's like, wow, this is an amazing way to tell that backstory. Okay. So, for example, we just played the the chant, if you will. <laughs> Now in the in the book The Hobbit in I think it's the first or second chapter actually I think anyway the first or second chapter that is actually a poem in okay. the book and I remember the first time I read the poem I'm like what in the heck is this and then I realized that this is supposed to be them telling the story right. of what happened uh, that day to, to the right. to yeah. the mountain, to the mountain. The, of gold you know and that you know the whole backstory of what you see in the beginning of the movie. Uh, where it actually shows um, Thorin's grandfather uh, and and the how they lost that to the dragon and all that stuff. None of that's in the book like that. Um, it's it's something they describe afterwards, kind of giving you some detail. But it is it's nothing as detailed as what you see in this movie. And it's like, oh my gosh, those few words, those few sentences, those, they really brought they to life. really brought it to life in an, in a stunning way. And really brought some emotion and connection to help you really understand maybe the mindset right. of these dwarves. Like, for example, I you know, the, the whole dwarf kingdom and the fact that many of them have, quote unquote, given up on ever reclaiming their home. And, you know, and, and just it, it brought a lot to life. And so for me, I'm so thankful that they they spent so much time giving the backstory and uh yeah so i i absolutely enjoyed that I, there were a couple other things that i really liked about the movie and that is just that um they're not rushing through right the actual the story they are taking some time i mean like you said it's nearly a three-hour movie 
And by the way, this book isn't huge. This book, I, if I'm, I, I don't have it in front of me right here, but um, I think it's like 13 chapters or something like that. And this this first movie covered like the first four chapters or five, maybe five or six chapters. Uh, so there's still a ton to be told. And originally I'm thinking, okay, this little book, they're going to turn into three full-length feature films. And the other thing that I like about the movie is that it drastically changes my opinion of The Hobbit. Uh, and I think that it's true to what could be in there in The Hobbit. Okay. The Hobbit, for those that don't know this, was originally written as a children's story. And when it was written, there was no mindset of any, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy in at all. It was a, it was a story about a little Hobbit guy who goes on an adventure and, uh, you know, he defeats a dragon and comes away with this magic ring. You know, that that's it, it's a it's a kid's story. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be this, supposed to be light and and stuff like that. Well, it turns out to be that years later, he r- starts writing the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And it becomes a very dark story about, you know, everything. And he gives this entire world uh, creates this entire world in which these hobbits live and, and Middle Earth and everything. And then there were um, a couple years later, after the Lord of the Rings, he decided to go back and revise The Hobbit to kind of fit, especially when you understand the difference of the, the, the ring and how, you know, it was just this magical ring that could make you disappear. Woo-hoo-hoo. And then in The Lord of the Rings, it's something much more. Right. Uh, so he went back and was going to revise it. He he stopped before he finished that and said, "No, I want to I, I want to protect the integrity of the Hobbit." And he made some changes in the revision, but then decided, you know what? I am going to actually create these things. And I think he craw- uh, created this thing called the or the appendices or something. And he fills in a ton of backstory to tell you all the things that went on during the time when the story of the Hobbit took place. And I think that that's what Peter Jackson is doing is he's doing a great job of combining the two. Yeah. The, what'd you call it? Appendices? The appendices and the, and I think he wrote another book that I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, I'm. Started with an S. You told me last night. Yeah. But, um, so you think he's doing a great job of, of blending the two, taking the story from The Hobbit with the details from. Yeah, the, basically, The Hobbit. I think if if The Lord of the Rings never existed and they made a book about The Hobbit, you would literally have kind of like a, a Pixar animated movie. You know, is you know, little it, kind of like Up in a way. Okay. I think it would be that flavor of a movie, uh, but it's not. It's very much wow. There's you know, there's something darker happening here. That whole that whole scenario where you know you've got. Yeah. Um, there, there's this, the scene with um, Gandalf and Saruman and and they're there and it's like, you know, there, there's something going on here. And yeah, it, I think he's Very done a wonderful job of tying it into the Lord of the Rings and making this, setting this up for the stage of things. And of course, maybe if you think about the original book of The Hobbit, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily all in there. But if you, but that's just because from, uh, Bilbo's perspective, he didn't know what all was going on. Right. But if you actually see it from an outside perspective, it's all very possible. It's all very possible that this stuff did happen right. and it did happen in this right. way. 
like we talked about with um when we saw wicked you know the wizard of oz is very much from dorothy's perspective yeah and from dorothy's perspective yes the the um alphabet is evil you know of course she's the wicked witch but if you see it from another perspective then you can see more of what's going on so i totally get what you're saying mm-hmm. i do um probably still won't read the hobbit but That's i fine. will finish the story because being one part of a book that they're making into three movies it's very anticlimactic <laughs> it's like okay they were just getting started yeah yeah and now three hours later they're, you they're, gotta wait a year I, I think they found a good stopping point too though okay i i do i um, do i thought that that was a good place you know they they had come this far and and wow this mm-hmm. is this is quite the journey and i, and I kind of like that it's like you know and i love that's how life is it's not just about that destination and lord of the rings did the same thing yes, you know did. The, you had you had the fellowship of the ring and they didn't fi- they didn't get to the finale their mm-hmm. final destination you had no you got to uh the two towers right and, and then the two towers movie is again they're not at their destination and it wasn't until after the third movie they finally get to the destination and and, I, and it was a beautiful thing to watch it was and and it, it's about the journey mm-hmm. and it's about I think I think that's what I love about the stories is so much is not the destination of where you're going, but it's it's how you react to the circumstances while you're on the journey and and to see that that growth along the way personally and 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 everything. And my favorite part, my favorite um section of of the movie is is just what bilbo says at the end about Mm -hmm. about heroes and and burglars and stuff like that so wonder i i thought it was a wonderful movie uh really enjoyed it and and i want to say that i know a little bit more about this because it ties into something that i've been keeping as a secret from everyone for quite some time and that is the fact that I've been working on a secret fan podcast. What's so funny? Nothing. I'm going to listen to you. Um, but, you know, I've been working on this fan podcast now for, well, since October. And I had officially announced, I had originally announced that I was going to launch it in December. And that it was my first fan podcast that I'd ever done solo. And uh, I want to go ahead and tell you guys what it is, if you haven't already guessed it. But um, it is the Lord of the Rings fan podcast. Yes, it is. And you can dun, dun, dun. you can go to Lord of the Rings podcast dot com, but it's not going to be there, and it won't be there for any time soon. I don't believe. Uh, I do have artwork that is out of this world. I have the domain. Uh, seriously, go to Lord of the Rings. Go to the Lord of go to Lord of the Rings podcast.com just to see the artwork. <laughs> it's worth it, trust me. Uh, but the artwork's out of this world. Um, I do have. By the way, I do have a, a theme song, which is so. Anyway, it gets a little bit better. But anyway, um, I have theme song. I have recorded two episodes already. Because I and I was actually with the Lord of the Rings fan podcast. I was going to start with The Hobbit and go through, and right. I started reading the book. and the And the thing is, is I don't know enough about J.R.R. Tolkien and stuff like that to 
to qualify myself currently as one of those fans that would, you know, that knows enough to give you a fan podcast. But the whole idea is that this podcast would be um, my journey or my adventure, if you will, of becoming a fan of The Lord of the Rings. And so I started off, I was going to read the, the Hobbit and kind of read it chapter by chapter and then come to the microphone and share my initial reactions. And I did that for the first two chapters and I have those two episodes recorded and the, that went pretty well. I feel like I brought some stuff, but when I read chapter three and chapter four, I couldn't think of anything that I that I felt like I could bring of value to those to those chapters. It's like, Okay, so I could hit the record button. I could tell you what I read. But if you just read those chapters, I'm just telling you what I read. And sure, I thought this was fun or I was kind of bored with this song. I didn't really understand this. But but where's the entertainment value in that? And so I started to get a little self-conscious about, you know, am I bringing enough value to a Lord of the Rings fan podcast? And so I decided, you know what, I want to go. I want to actually go deeper. And so I want to start reading up about what if other people, what is it that they love about this? Why are they so into this? And I want to know more about the backstory and who these characters are and, and some character analysis and, and things like that. When I did the Lost podcast with you, I would go and research and research and research. And, and after I'd watch the episode, I'd go and read what everybody else was saying about the episode. And I came to the podcast with what I found. Here's what I thought. Here's what other people are saying. And now because of what they're saying, this is what I see. And I enjoy this story so much more. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to bring. And as a result of the of the kind of content that I want to bring to the Lord of the Rings fan podcast, it's going to take a lot more time than I originally had thought of in my initial processing of, of what this show is going to be. So I've decided to indefinitely put it off as far as the launch. I'm still going to work on it behind the scenes. I have two episodes done. They're perfectly fine episodes. Um, I just don't know when the third episode will. I'll have a time to record it, and I will not release the show until I have 10 episodes already in the can and a good feeling that I'm going to be able to keep up consistently with you know, being a, in, a, in advance. So anyway, the, the Lord of the Rings fan podcast will come soon. But uh, I just wanted to go ahead and, and let people know what the podcast was that I've been working on. Now you know. Go watch The Hobbit. Read it. Um, it's, it's, it's a good movie. It was a good movie. All right. So next on the list. Uh, oh, before we go, you said it was, it was a, the, the movie looked stunning. Yes. It was a brand new technology they used. It was. This is something Peter Jackson uh, pushed for. Yes. This movie was uh, shot with special cameras. Uh, I think that Peter Jackson bought these cameras himself to do it. Wow. They're they're called red cameras, and uh, they're they they shoot everything in 4K. Anyway, he shot it in 3D at uh, is it 60 frames per second? Something like that. Anyway, it's it's called high frame rate. 3D or HFR 3D and it is like super 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 high def I mean it's like it, it looks it looks like you're there I mean it it is yeah. crazy now this was in 3D and they didn't have much like 3D effect where anything was jumping no, out at you um, at all no not after um 
It's because you you know when you are um you're at the you're watching a movie and you know they show the um this one it was Warner Brothers and so they showed the WB and mm-hmm. then what um what is for the lion it's is it MGM Studios Metro, or something? No, it's something I don't know, but they show this um this lion um, oh yeah, you said they're showing wars, off because they started his eyeball and then moved back, and I'm like, now they're just showing off. Yeah. Um, but, um, but there wasn't a lot in the movie that really needed to be 3D. The words, like if if they were speaking in another language, um, the words were, kind you know, of. more like sitting on the heads of the people in the front row than um, touching the screen, but. Um, but it wasn't overdone. But it just overdone. made it visually stunning. It did. It made it visually stunning. It made it feel realistic as though, you know, you're peering into a wi- into a window versus looking at a screen. And then they gave me, you know, dark shaded glasses. So when I dozed off, nobody could tell. Nice. <laughs> I only did that once. And that wasn't because of the movie. That was because I was exhausted and they put me in a dark space yeah. and made me sit still. I usually don't like 3D movies at the movie theater, but man, if all of them were shot with this technology, I think I would like it. That that 60 frames per second or however many frames yeah. per second that they did, that high frame rate looked really stunning. It really did. Um, and I did notice with my 3D glasses, even in the theater there, that there was still a little bit of dark shading. You know, sometimes I get like a little phantom shade of on the screen or something like that when I look at it. Um, it's really bad at, during a regular frame rate 3D movie. It's it's like just shading all over the place, shadows everywhere. Um, but I know I did notice it slightly there, but not nearly as bad. But it was it was amazing. I can't wait to see this in 3D on our television when it comes out on Blu-ray. What? Nothing. What what's so funny? Well apparently we're purchasing it in 3D on Oh heck yeah we are. So it was, um, it, it was it was a good movie. It was a wonderful movie. I absolutely love it. We encourage you to go see it. Comes out tomorrow, Friday, December fourteenth. Yep. And uh, there's a good chance I'll probably see it again this weekend, maybe somehow. In what free time? No, you you'll have free time. That's cool. I I might you go in midnight showing or something. You could maybe see if Matt wants to go while we're at the Nutcracker on Saturday. There you go. You could do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, Although he'll probably have to go to the bathroom. That's fine. When uh, I'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, hey, um, real quickly. Quickly. We have two things left to talk about. Okay. What are they? We're doing good on time. Uh, I'm going to let you talk for a little bit. This is something <gasps> you've already talked about in um, Authentic Life Radio. Now, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it's so funny. I don't think people would mind you repeating it here. And uh, if you guys aren't listening to Authentic Life Radio, you should check it out. AuthenticLifeRadio.com. Go check that out. Uh, But Stephanie, please tell them what you told me about McKenna and her walking story. Okay, so um, one night last week, McKenna and I were uh, walking through a store. And um, she was holding my hand and she was walking weird. She was um, like throwing her legs out and taking like really exaggerated um, steps. And she was just, she's just walking funny. And so I, I looked at her, I said, McKenna, why are you walking so weird? And she goes, I'm not. The rest of you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it was just, it was hilarious. And I laughed at her and 
um i walked like her for a minute and we just laughed together but um i am so glad that our seven-year-old is comfortable being herself yep and i pray that we are able to encourage and and keep that in her um as she grows and you know, when she goes to middle school and, you know, is facing all of the things that Megan's facing now. But um, I really, I really hope that she's able to hold on to that. That she that can freedom walk, to be herself. She can walk to her class room from, yep. from class to class with exaggerated steps. Absolutely. I love it. I'm not walking weird. The rest of you are. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> well, the only other, the only so, other topic that I have on. on here is that this morning I finally finalized travel arrangements for our trip to San Diego. Right. You did. I'm super excited about being able to go to San Diego um, to be able to do this with you and, and to take the kids because it's on spring break. And um, but I know you were not. So you really do you know why I think you you get so worked up about travel plans? Why? What? Huh? What? You make them worse than they are just because you don't like to do it. Okay. Like it really shouldn't be that big of a deal to sit down and find out where you need to be and how you need to get there and what you're going to drive or where you're going to stay when you get like, I don't think that should be such a big deal. It's a huge, it takes me weeks to, to because finally you sit put down it, and do it. Because you put it off because you on purpose in your head, oh, I don't want to do this. I'll do it tomorrow. I don't want to do this. I'll do it tomorrow. And so you put it off and you put it off and you put it off. So much so that you even have to say, can you, can, this is what you said to me. Can we discuss my travel plans? I want to go over my travel plans with you. That's what you said to me. Okay. So on Monday morning, um, I come down here to go over. I'm thinking, I'm like, but I have all his travel plan. I know where he's going to be and when. And, um, and so I come down and I'm like, you know, do I need, you know, my calendar or, or pen and paper? No, I sat here for two. Two hours ignoring my own to-do list so that I could babysit you so you could sit there and, and make your travel arrangements. It's not that big of a deal, Cliff. <laughs> Just do it and get it over with. And then, because you put it off so long, then you start having technical difficulties and Chrome said, ha ha on you and decide it's, I want everyone worldwide to know that the reason that Chrome crashed on Monday was Cliff's fault. <laughs> it was all my fault. It was all your fault because he is about ready. He's finally got all the information in i've drilled it into his brain that our son was born in 2001 not 2011 <laughs> and he is ready to push the purchase button on three tickets to san diego and bye bye chrome <laughs> it, it disappeared bye bye and cliff's saying words that we're not allowed to repeat here and he's like throwing <laughs> his stuff around and he's throwing a tantrum and i'm like you know what Two hours about all I can take. I got to go, you know, and do you know, today is Thursday. Yep. It's Thursday. Yep. And do you know what my to-do list says? What? Finish Monday's to-do list because I didn't get to finish my own to-do list on Monday because I had to sit here and babysit you for two hours <laughs> while you did yours. But this morning. Finally. Finally. It all got finished. Yes. And, we're, and by the way. Aren't stories funnier when I tell them? They are funnier. I like it. You exaggerate all the all the drama. I, I do. love it. So the You create it, I exaggerate. I, I create the drama. So um the thing is uh 
me and McKenna have to fly separate. You and Kenna are flying completely different flights. Cause because Cliff knew not to fly with McKenna. Smart dude. Well, I mean, I, I know that you get to fly with needy. Uh, yes. I'm with needy and techie. <laughs> Which is fine. You give the dude, make sure his iPhone is charged and make sure that his, uh, um, Mophie, Mophie case, case is charged and you won't hear a peep out of him. Yeah. You may not even know he's on the flight. Yeah. But needy, you better sit next to her mm-hmm. and hold her hand and rub her hair <laughs> and just really make sure that, you know, yep, he's going to be like, dang, I wish I, me and Matt were flying separate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. So. It is going to be a good time. But yeah, Kenna and I will. Do you know if we get in later or before or? Yeah, I can tell you. Um, well, I just wanted details. to know if you knew off the top of your head. Um, I do. I've got. Well, I've got it I mean, right here. I know it off the top of my to-do list, I but not off the top of off my the head. Top of my thing. So basically, on April seventh, um, let's see here. Stephanie, let's see. Matthew, Megan, and myself. We fl- our flight departs at nine twenty-five from your, CBG from Cincinnati. Okay, your flight departs at 9 a.m. So you, your flight leaves the airport uh, 25 minutes before ours. Oh, so we can still all go together. We can, yeah, yeah, we'll still all go to the airport probably about 7.30. And we'll be waiting for you for a little bit uh, or a long well, time. Hold on, check this out. So or do you make it there before us? We make it there before you because... Okay. Um, we have a longer layover. We're going to... We're doing a layover in Minneapolis, St. Paul. You're flying to Los Angeles. We fly straight there? No. No, to Los Angeles. We're going to San Diego. Oh, I don't want to go there. (laughs) You're going to LAX. Okay. And so basically, um, we arrive in San Diego at 1.30. You arrive in San Diego at 2.06. Okay. So we're... So it's still just about a 25-minute difference. But our layovers are like hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, miles apart. Yeah. Um, so we've got that going on and then flying back, um, me, Megan and Matthew, our flight leaves at 11, 10 AM. Okay. Yours does not leave until one Oh five. Okay. So that's two hours different. Right. Now we'll all still have to go to the airport that morning. You'll just be sitting for two hours. Um, now here's the thing. So, so we leave two hours before you do. We're flying to Atlanta. You're flying to Salt Lake City, Utah. All right. I've never been in Utah. Well, you will now. And then get this. You get home at 1018. We get home an hour later. At 1117. At 1117. So we leave two hours earlier. You get home an hour earlier right. than us. Um, Lordes is asking, why are we flying separate? We're flying separate because um, the flight that Cliff had purchased for he megan and matt with that we paid for we paid for that and then um mckenna and i's tickets were bought with sky miles and when he went back to get our tickets that flight was no longer available yeah so what happened was um it by the way if you ever book travel with sky miles and um with delta uh anyway what happens is you can't purchase you can't use like create a, a reservation for tickets that are some where some are being used for award and some you're paying for. Uh, it's one reservation for your award ticket and then you have one to go for, pay right. for anything else. So what happened was they told me go and 
and reserve your reward ticket first and it will hold it for 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And so we went and I, I reserved whatever was available for award tickets for Stephanie and McKenna. And then I went in and personally, as a paying customer, booked those same exact flights, except for the last leg of the third uh, of the flight home. We had separate ones. Um, but what happened was I had, I had uh, we needed 80,000 points to, um, yeah, needed 80,000 mm-hmm. points to be able to book your your McKenna's ticket, and I was like two or three thousand points short. Which, as soon as our next uh, card statement processed, it was going to have plenty. Um, anyway, it took two it took two days longer than what I expected, right. and, and the um, the reservation ran out. Now, when I called today, they said, well, you know, that the, the Why award didn't you extend it? Yeah, well, because like, I did, you didn't tell me that I could. You didn't tell me I could extend it. So if I would have called them, I could have had them extend it. And we would have flown both. All of our flights would have been together, seats right next to each other, everything uh, on the. But the Ravenscrafts like adventure. Yeah, so we're going on. And an adventure. there's nothing like flying Stephanie and McKenna through LAX to create an adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will tell you ahead of time. Not that you'll remember this in April, but I'll check my bags because I'm flying with McKenna. That, no, that's fine. So that I don't have to worry about, you yeah. know, her and bags and yeah, and and we're we have. And a, she's very nervous about flying already. We have the American Express Delta mm-hmm. uh, Sky Miles card, so we all get our first bag is free or something oh, okay. like that. So yeah, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna do that so that when um when we're in the airport and we're you know so I can just be focused on her and you know. Yep. Making sure she's not. Now, hopefully, by the time it gets here, she'll be excited. But right now, she's just really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, San, she gets San Diego. She panic mode from you. So, I'm, I'm speaking at a conference in San Diego, yeah. Social Media Marketing work, World, uh, from Social Media Examiner. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm actually doing two sessions there. One is 15 tips for creating content that people can't live without. And... Um, the other one is uh, I'm leading a panel discussion with a bunch of folks. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Th- the thing is, is uh, it's for th- the conference is three days. I'm my all my speaking stuff is all on the last day of the conference. So we'll have plenty of times to do, to do things a, right. as a family in San yeah. Diego on our spring break together. Yes. So if you have any ideas. San Diego Zoo. Hello. Well, uh, no, I know I want to go to the zoo. Yeah. But um. If anyone knows of anything like that you wouldn't think of, like that I wouldn't think of. Yeah. They Tell us. Se- yeah. Send us audio feedback. Absolutely. Because Eight that's f- how Cliff prefers it. 859-795-4067. Again, 859-795-4067. And uh, if you want to, you could also go to gspn.tv slash feedback. There's a way for you to use your microphone built into your computer to do it that I'll way. I'll tell you what I did, what I, what one thing that I will do um, is that when I was looking for something specific at Joanne Fabrics the other day, um, which I didn't find, but anyway, while I was doing that, I saw this pattern where um, one of McKenna's absolute favorite things are stuffed creatures. She loves stuffed animals and um, has so many on her bed that she barely fits. But um, I saw this where you can make um, a travel companion. And so it's like a neck pillow, but you make it in, it's a creature. And so I'm 
leading up to, I mean, obviously I'm not going to do it right now, but before we go, I'm going to make her a special travel creature. Cool. Just for her. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So, um, yeah. And one other thing, the gspn.tv community cruise. Um, is coming. It is coming very soon. It'll be in June. I know, which is like, I think that for so long it's been, oh, well, that's plenty. Of, we got plenty of time. It's got in year, June. Got we got a year and a half. Whatever. It's in June. But here, the kids get out of school on Tuesday for winter break, meaning the school year is half over. Mm-hmm. And then... We go on our cruise after, after after school's out. Yeah. And so it's it's coming. It's coming. Six it's months. Coming. Just over six months away. And who wouldn't want to celebrate the end of the school year by joining the Ravenscrafts on a cruise? I mean, yeah. I mean, I you mean, listen come to on. You listen to us every week. Come live with us for three or four days on a cruise ship. <laughs> you think this is entertaining. This could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> we may lose everybody. I know, but it'll be fun in the process. Oh, my gosh. You'll come away with so many stories. It'll be. You could create your own podcast That's... about the Ravenscrafts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. there'll be all sorts of sailing with the Ravenscraft blog yes. posts and videos. Oh, fun stuff. But I'm really looking forward to our cruise as are our children. Sorry, I always get really strum- stumbled when I have to say our and our mm-hmm. together. Anyway, um, little trivia about me. Um, so we are all starting to get really, really excited about this cruise and just thinking about it and um, and anxiously waiting for it. Yep. And we want you to join us. We do want you to join us. In Tell fact, them how they can do that. Uh, you can learn all of the details about the cruise at gspn.tv slash cruise. gspn.tv slash cruise. And of course, you know, hey, it is the end of the year. Some of you still might be thinking, what's that perfect Christmas gift that we can give to our kids? I know it. I know exactly what it could be. It I could be it. a cruise on a Disney It could be a cruise Disney ship. dream cruise. That's right. Absolutely. Disney dream cruise. Bring Isn't dream, Dreams the, the ship dream, that we'll yeah, be on, it's right? The, yeah. It's the ship. We'll be on the Disney dream. Yep. The end of June. It's going to be awesome. It is. Alrighty. Well, I am going to search for my button here. and Don't push the button. The button is bad. I'm going to push this button right here. At least it was the right button. Yes. <laughs> well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Family from the Heart. Of course, this Family from the Heart episode and every episode from this point forward, as far as we know, <laughs> is, is brought to you by, by Megan's me. Bloody Nose. <laughs> And is brought to you by you, our listener. And our plus members. Thank you so much for all the ways that you support us. If you want to find the many ways that you can support the GSPN community and the content that we create here, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. Again, gspn.tv slash plus. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you and your family to live your life with purpose. Purpose.